I am so excited today because we are talking all about Capsule Podcast. And if you're an online service provider and you're like, oh, Brady, this has nothing to do with me. I do not want a podcast. Stay with me because I'm usually not big into one-on-one service providers giving out a bunch of content because then I think there's better ways. But the Capsule Podcast has completely changed my mind. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, Surf Scale Store family. I am so excited today because I have one of my dear friends. I consider her a friend and also one of our Beta to Biggie members. And we are talking all about this interesting thing called Capsule Podcast. So Betsy, I'm super excited for this conversation. I cannot wait to tell my audience and the world about Capsule Podcast and this whole idea that I 100% think needs to be trademarked like yesterday. And I am just so excited to have you on. So please, before we jump into all the juicy details, tell my audience who you are as a person and then about your business. Sure. Thanks, Brandy, for having me on. I'm very excited to talk about Capsule Podcast and also just to you because I am such a longtime fan of your Serve Skill Sore podcast. So it's fun to be on. I live here in Atlanta. I have three kids. They're seven, nine, and 12. I just had a Halloween birthday. So we're kind of into middle school, late elementary and middle school. And I have three dogs. My husband is a veterinarian. So we've got three dogs and three fish tanks at the house here. So that's kind of my... You have a full house. I do have a a full house. I have one elderly dog and one puppy. So I think we're shifting here and it won't be quite as full in maybe six months, but Right now it's, you know, three kids, three dogs, a couple of fish tanks. We used to have two bunnies. We had chickens at one point. We're like, we're that family. Yeah. (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit about your business. So I have a business called Capsule Podcast and it's a course and services. And so a Capsule Podcast is six episodes, a six episode podcast mini series that aligns with your business and your marketing. So you get all the benefits of a podcast without the overwhelm of a weekly show. And I can say that so precisely because this whole thing came up during Brandy's Beta to Biggie. And I kind of started as a, I I think people really could benefit from a podcast mini series or a, a podcast without that ongoing commitment. And we were able to workshop that into a fully formed idea and business, which has been great. So now I help mostly it's a lot of service providers and people who have courses and people who have businesses that want to use a podcast in their business, but maybe don't want to commit to that weekly show. Okay. So there's so much to unpack here, but I want to go straight into, you said you work with a lot of people who want to have a capsule or a podcast, but they don't want the ongoing commitment, which I think there's a lot of power in that. I mean... I know sometimes my life has got crazy. We're great at batch recording, but even then there's times where I'm like, gosh, I don't want to record a podcast this week. And so I love this idea, but tell us how are they using these in their business specifically? Sure. So we've got 
a lot of different case studies, which I think makes makes it really interesting because really it's a framework that you can use. The business owner or the person who's using the podcast knows how to use it best in their own business, right? So if you're saying, how would six episodes fit into your business? One example is a uh, Monique who has a cookbook subscription box. So she sends out a quarterly subscription box that has a cookbook and then some products in there. So there's olive oil and there's pimento chilies and there's different things that go with that cookbook. So she decided to record a capsule podcast or six episodes for each one of her subscription boxes that go out, right? So she only releases those six episodes when those boxes hit the mailbox and when they're mailed out, then those episodes go live. And they're for her people who are subscribing, right? So they can hear, she interviews the people who made the ingredients in the box So for the chili peppers, she had an interview and you could hear the woman who started this farm and her roosters are in the background. And it's just 10 minutes of her telling a little bit about what it's like to be a chili pepper farmer. And you can listen to that. But then also anyone who hasn't gotten the box, but might be interested, can listen to that season and can hear more about Monique's business, more about the boxes. And so it helps for both retention of her current customers and then brand awareness, you know, for people who might want to get a subscription box next time. Oh my gosh. That's, I love that because I think knowing that her audience probably does care about where their food's coming from and they have that connection. I know one time my husband was a chef and they had the, they had a new distributor of coffee coming in and they had the person come in and like tell the story of like where the coffee comes from, why they choose organic and all these things. And it really connected him to that coffee. And he came home and told me, and when we can create those connections. So I love that use case because you're right. It's helping with both. Okay. So that's a great example of like a physical box. And I think that puts it in our mind, how these can be used. And in terms of service providers who are working with one-on-one services, how would you see this fitting into their business or does it even fit into their business? Sure. I'll give you two examples. And then I think because you just really live in this world, maybe you can kind of react and give some ideas and some feedback. I feel like this might spark some ideas for you. So it'll be fun. I just am working with a woman who is a publicist and she is using a capsule podcast to put together a six episode onboarding sequence for people who want to work with her because she said she's having these same conversations. Every time someone comes on, she's really wants to pick one new marketing or sales strategy a quarter. And a podcast has always been on her list as one of her things that she's wanted to add to her sales and marketing strategy or her, for her business. And so she's going to record six episodes that talk about what it's like to work with her, level set some expectations, what's the process. And she's going to make that available to her clients as she onboards, but also available just generally externally facing to the public so that anyone who might want to work with her can listen to that onboarding sequence and kind of get a feel for what that what it feels like to work with her before they sign up. And I think that's so smart because it both gives her, again, like serving her current audience and retaining her clients and giving them a really amazing experience. And then has the added benefit of some brand awareness because it's also available for public consumption. Oh, I love that. I love that. And so do you have another use case with, or I like that sparks some ideas with me that I could say as well. Yeah. Well, why don't you 
if you have a few ideas, let's go through those and then I'll give you another one because it's a different, a different okay. way to use it. Okay. When you start talking about this for one-on-one service providers, I think that I could see it really being useful as the first episode being like, why do you even need to hire for this position? Like, how do you know when you're ready to hire for this position? So from a Facebook ad manager standpoint, like when is the right time to hire a Facebook ad manager? When's the right time to hire an OBM? And then the second episode would be around like, how do you pick the right person? So then it would be like, if you get on a discovery call and they don't have case studies and you know, you have case studies, then you say like, this is one of the criteria you should have. And like, so what you're doing is creating an episode that says, this is how you hire for one. And then it's everything that you are. So you're like overcoming the objections before they even get to the call. So the first one would be like, when's the right time, how to do it. And then I would say the next four, if you have it would be case studies. So it would be like, I did this with one of my clients on a Facebook live is I suggested we do a giveaway, but it was through King Sumo instead of doing the traditional Instagram type giveaway. And her email list exploded. She had all these sales, brought her on, had a conversation because what you're doing is showing that you're strategic. Your client is going to like love on you and sing your praises, but then also you're showing how your brain works, like what it would look like to work with you. And so I think if you had something structured like that, oh my gosh, that's like a gold mine. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it really gives people the chance to get to know you. And again, it's that stuff that's hard to Google, right? Like case studies and how your mind works. That's that value that's so hard to Google, which is why people want to hire an expert or a service provider. And that's where a podcast really shines because you can go into some of those conversations and discussions that are a little bit more nuanced and they can hear you and your voice explaining it to them. And that really deepens that like and trust factor, right? They know you, but if they're trying to move through that like and trust, a podcast is a really, really great way to do that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what was your other one? Okay. So I have a client who is using this as she runs a small agency model. So she's a service provider, but then subcontracts out some of the work. So she is a marketer for nonfiction book authors. And she has people she works with that provide web design and branding and these different skills, right? So she is the person who then works with the client to get the web design built. And so she has done six episodes with her web designer to talk through what a build out looks like so that you know if you hire Stephanie with Empower PR you'll be working with her web designer and you get comfortable with her team members essentially her so if you have if you're building out a team and those people are interacting with your clients you're not just kind of subcontracting in a in a way that they don't see the client but if if your client is interacting with your web specialist or your your web developer or your copywriter or someone else you're hiring at work to, this helps her develop trust with that whole team. And then they know if I hire Stephanie, Madeline's going to do my branding. And here's six episodes of Madeline talking about fonts and iconography and your book cover. And she can build that trust in her team too through this podcast. And so she is doing six episodes. And then when it makes sense with the rest of her marketing, she'll release the next six episodes. So whatever service she's kind of promoting 
during, you know, during the cycle, her annual cycle, she's doing a podcast that aligns with that. What do you think? About oh, that? I love that. Yeah. I love this. I could see this working for so many people and then for course creators, I see it as an amazing lead magnet, a way to build trust with people internally with your clients. I mean, I just feel like this could be such an asset to everyone. I think course creators probably pick up on this quicker, but I really wanted to highlight how this could be so effective in one-on-one service provider business as well. Yeah. So another great way I've seen this used, and I think it's so I haven't seen as many people, but I really am excited about it is this assignment selling from the book. And I don't have his name, but it's called They Ask You Answer. It's content marketing. And he has a concept in there called assignment selling, which is it's for more high ticket items. Or if you're having a backlog of people that you're needing to put through a you know, something to make sure you're qualifying people as they come into your business. It could be a, before we hop on a call, can you listen to these six episodes? Can you listen to this capsule podcast? So we both start in the same way. And so for in the book, he talks about assignment selling as uh, before we get on the call, can you read my PDF, my ebook about this XYZ that he's selling so that when we get on and if you haven't read it, let's reschedule because you need to be prepared for us to talk before we get into this. And I think, and it's just a kind of a way to qualify leads and get, especially if you're in something that's high ticket and low volume, this is a way to get people on those calls that are really ready to work with you and warm because they've heard your six episodes through this kind of assignment selling way. Oh, I love that. And service providers could do that as well, like before discovery calls to pre-qualify as well. So I love so much of this. I think this is such an untapped. We feel like we need to hustle and be recreating things all the time. And your capsule podcast is like proof, like you don't. Let's create one thing and reuse it over and over and over again, which you know I'm a very big fan of. So Betsy, I love this conversation, but I also know what... I tell everyone that you weren't a service provider before joining us in Beta to Biggie. And now I'm like, maybe I should like actually make sure that's true. So when you joined us in Beta to Biggie, you weren't providing this as a one-on-one service, correct? No, I was not. I had to kind of back into it. So I'm not sure that's the best way to do this, to be honest. But the... But I love it. I love what has happened. So for anyone who's listening, Betsy came into Beta to Biggie. She started this and then she found out a lot of people want this done for them, which has Mm -hmm. been so fun to watch. So as she's building out her course and growing that, there's also this element of, hey, I'll also do done for you and upselling them into that. And so tell us kind of what that journey has been like for you. Yeah, it's been a journey. That's for sure. So, (laughs) so, So before this, I guess I can back up a little bit. My, uh, my work history, I worked in nonprofits in corporate governance management and nonprofit board management. So I am not coming from a service provider background either. It was more management and and nonprofits. And then I started a podcast with my sister and I've been doing that for about four years. And so I learned production and editing and everything from that show. So that was kind of going on in the background. And you know, started doing more and more with podcasting and then joined Beta to Biggie as a way to flush out this capsule podcast idea because I thought there was really untapped potential in these smaller mini series structure. Not everyone needs to be doing these every week. So as we were building out the course, which 
takes a little bit and a lot of refining and a lot of work if you're doing it correctly, right? I realized, well, people will hire me also just to do this for them. And I can do that because I have the skills. And so then I realized I needed to be delighted with Dubsado and learn ClickUp and (laughs) do all of these things. So it was sort of like drinking from the fire hose for six months there as, as I tried to put both things together at the same time. And so I really do think for your audience and the way everything is structured within your like within branding company, if you have those skills as a service provider first, it it brings so much value to that overall picture because I realized, wow, that's a great way to just get the cash flow moving here. And this is a really great way for me to talk to customers and see how they're using this. And different people had different case studies. And I got a lot of experience that helped me in both avenues of the business. But I was also trying to learn all of those skills at once, which was a lot. So I would I would recommend a stepwise approach. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> go all in on it. I love time. it though. I love it. And one thing I will say is it was so fun to watch you come in and be like, I don't have a service. I don't have a program. And now you have both and you're utilizing them both ways. And through your webinars, you're landing one-on-one clients plus selling the done for you. And you're tapping into them in such a way that's not like the traditional way. Cause I don't teach like do webinars to get one-on-one clients and it's working. And you're like, I think it's just so cool because it's all about time efficiency to me when I watch you, because I'm like, wow, she's taking a concept that we usually see as two separate things. Discovery calls have to be for one-on-one. And then, you know, I teach webinars for one-to-many and you're like tapping into both of them at the same time, which has been really, really cool to watch. But I think you made a really good point that course creation is not just like overnight success. You don't just have money like flowing into you overnight. But the cool thing about services it does create a very quick cash flow. Like you may be giving up more time as a service provider, but man, does the cash flow come in way quicker. And then as a course creator, it takes a little bit of cash flow to get started. And so when you have that services, you have that cash flow to fund the course until the course takes off and starts producing, you know, income on a regular basis. Yeah, it's helpful to have both. And I think that's what's great about the community you've built also is that there's just people skilled in both areas. So it makes sense when you're working through this and when you're talking to people that if you're having like this course is taking longer than I thought to build out, or I need to tweak this launch again. And it's just a natural kind of back and forth between, okay, maybe now is the time to lean heavier on the services and then lean heavier over here. But it's, since it's all in my mind, it's all kind of feeding towards the same goal. And my services are exactly aligned with that course. Everything I'm getting out of my service and my case studies and all of that feed directly into my course. And what I'm getting out of my course, I'm putting back into what I'm providing as a service provider So those two things are really tightly aligned. And so I never feel like I am splitting my attention necessarily, just shifting the energy focus, but the attention is really aligned to one sort of overall vision for the business. I love that. And what is your overall vision for the business? And I really do want to see people use capsule podcasts. And what excites me is when I see people using it in different creative ways and in ways that I haven't thought of, because of course I 
love to help people use this framework to pull the best idea out of their own business and how they can use it in their own business. And the more I see that, the more we're learning. And it would just, I mean, I think every business could have a capsule podcast. I don't think every business should have a weekly podcast for sure. Those can just turn into a beast. And for some people, it really works. But as someone who's had a weekly podcast for four years, it is just like, it's just a road to burnout if it's not aligned to your business. But a capsule podcast gives you like a natural start and ending. And you can just kind of do it and breathe and, you know, work on it as a project and have a start and end and experiment with it. And I just would love to see everyone experiment with having a podcast in their business and see if that does move the needle. And it gives you sort of that opportunity to do it without the fear of of a commitment. So really, I mean, I would probably... I tend towards the course more like if I'm going to say how I'd like things balanced, it would probably be 75% course, 25% service, just because I'm not interested necessarily in growing a huge production company. I think I just really enjoy running the course and doing the you know group calls and things like that. So, I mean, of course it always evolves, but right now that's the... No, I think that's a great split. I'm not a big fan of all the ads that run and they're like, phase out your one-on-one client work. I think there there's a time where that comes, but even I look at some my mentors and they're making you know ten million plus dollars per year, and they still have one on one VIP days at some point in their business or a two day thing where it's very expensive to work with them, but they still have that available and not just cutting off those revenue streams. And so I love the seventy five twenty five percent. You'll probably get to a point where it's even lower than that, but always having those services in your back pocket. It's just about creating a whole business and not putting all your eggs in one. And so I love that you have both. And I'm over here. The team is probably like, oh my God, Brandy's on a podcast episode with Betsy talking about (laughs) Capsule because they already know every time we talk on Beta to Biggie, I'm like, we got to do this. We got to do this. And I'm over here like taking notes about ways that we can put it in our business because you talk about like the time and burnout of creating a podcast weekly, but there's also a money aspect to it. And so podcasts are not exactly cheap to run if you're going to hire someone to do it. Like if it wasn't for Stephanie, there's no way y'all would have a weekly podcast because there's so much that goes into it. I see her click up board and I'm like, good Lord. Like y'all definitely would not have a podcast if I had to do all that. <laughs> and so if you hire it out, which I think would probably be the best use of your time is like you're paying $1,000, $2,000 a month for podcasting services. And then if we think about it, like I'm going on two years now. So that's like, I mean, well over $25,000. And then that doesn't even include like what we spent for all the like, you know, you have to have a website and you don't have to have these things, but we do. We pay for web hosting, we pay for channel art, we paid for like all this stuff has to be paid for. And so I think there's probably, and correct me if I'm wrong. There's probably also a lower expectation of super high quality with those six episodes. And even if it is high quality, you're only paying for six episodes of editing, not ongoing. Right. I think there is a definite advantage to being able to work outside of the retainer model if you're not exactly sure how this is going to work for your business. 
for you, obviously there's an ROI on this that you know, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it in your business because you're a smart businesswoman. So, but for a lot of people, and if you're not sure yet what that might be, just jumping headfirst into a retainer model and a, a service like Randy's talking about might be overly risky for where you are in your business. And so to learn how to do this yourself is a time investment, but you really you can learn in about an afternoon the tech side of it if you want. I was talking to a, um, a producer at a podcasting studio, and he comes from years of radio, and they've been in radio for 35 years. And he was saying the difference between B plus audio and sound quality to A audio and sound quality is like $35,000. And so he said, most of us, because we're so used to hearing Zoom audio and just all the rest of this, as long as the content is good, you can get it to B plus pretty well on your own. Most people can achieve because of the tools that are out there right now, can achieve B plus audio in your home studio and you can just get it there. So I think for the average home studio producer, you could spend an afternoon learning how to do this. You could record B plus audio, which is completely acceptable because your content is going to be amazing. And that's what people are there for. And then you have those skills. If you want to produce another podcast, you could because you know how, or you couldn't because you don't like it and you didn't really want to do this. And you didn't get yourself into something that you're now over your head and you've sunk all these you know, sunk your time and energy and money into producing a podcast that's like maybe not completely aligned with your business. So it is a nice way to kind of test. And I think I know most people can just do six episodes with their home recording setup. And then it costs on Buzzsprout hosting is your first three months is free. And then after that, it's about 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And we use Lipson, but then also if you're a course creator and you're using Kajabi, well, it's included in Kajabi now. You can host your podcast right on there. So you don't even have to go anywhere else, which is really nice. We have a private pod, we have two private podcasts for Surf Scale Soar, one with the core content and the other one with weekly motivational Mondays for them. And those are completely hosted on Kajabi. We didn't have to pay anything extra for those. So you also like, if you already are using Kajabi, you might as well like create one of these and host it on there. Yeah. I think that. There's so much opportunity and really, as long as we have the same mic here, it's which I've been using for years. And it's like, if you get yourself a mic, that's, you know, 50 to a hundred bucks, that's really going to be your only expense. And truly I use this mic all the time. My husband now uses this mic when he has to record or do things like our whole family uses this, this mic. It's just a good thing to have in your house for like remote work situations. And then other than that, your your expenses are minimal, especially if you're not getting into a big produced show. And then if you do decide that's something that works for your business and you love it and you want to go that route, I think it's great that there's solutions for that. I don't know if that needs to be everyone's first step into podcasting. Yeah, I love it. And just because I know everyone's going to be like, wait, what mic are you using? We are using the Blue Yeti. So I think they're like $99 or something like that. I've had mine for several years. I also, another really good one is the Blue Yeti Snowball. It's a little bit cheaper. It's smaller. It's the one I take with me when I travel, but it's got really good audio. You know, 
that's so funny because my sister uses that and has used it since she started. And there are a lot, there can be a lot of people out there who are like, oh, you can't use these, all these podcasters using these mics and they think you should have this very expensive mic. But I went to that studio with these radio guys who are now getting into podcasting. And we were talking about this in Atlanta. They're doing some like lo- hyper local stuff. So doing podcasts for newspapers and different things, taking them online into the podcasting space. And he pulled back his curtain and he said, all of his guest mics were the snowballs. And so- yeah, I love it because it's tiny. So I can, and it's just a USB. So I can just like pop it in my suitcase because yeah. I never know when I'm going to be with people. I always feel like, I think I'm cooler than I am. I always take my mic where I go and I'm like, I'm going to be with all these people thinking we're going to record a podcast episode. We have never recorded a podcast episode, but I'm always ready. Like I always yeah. have my blue Yeti with me or yeah. my is snowball. I think they're great and they're not expensive. And it's just, if you're a person, especially right now, when we're just content creation is changing a little bit in the online space and you're getting more creative and you're looking for different solutions that might move the needle in your business, this is a skill you can learn. And, you know, like you're doing, maybe the opportunity comes up and now you are ready. Yeah. I'm like over here, I told you I'm writing down. So one of my capsule podcasts, things that I just wrote down, except for the fact that you reminded me that I'm a business owner. And so I make smart business decisions. So I'm going to have to scrap this one, (laughs) but it was going to be Disney with a toddler. And like, I was going to go through all four parks and then have an intro, like how to get ready for it, like some quick tips and then go through all four parks and how to get their own with a toddler. And now you just ruined it for everyone because you told me I was a business person to make smart business decisions. And now my team's listening and they're like, thank God for Betsy. Well, I will tell you a counter story to this, which is I have a friend who is a podcast host and he also is a business owner. And this is specific to his niche, but he has a podcast about the people he's a Facebook ad, has a Facebook ad business, but because his audience is so curated and like, just a niche audience. He was telling me the other day, he has 20 to $50,000 a year average of people who just want to advertise on his podcast that he does not solicit because he has curated that group of people who are interested in that one very specific high value topic. So maybe that's the angle with your Disney podcast. Yeah, maybe. That could be a good one. So if y'all want a Disney capsule podcast, DM me on Instagram and we'll see what happens. I could talk about Disney all day long. Well, I've loved this so much. I want to ask you a few questions and then we'll wrap this up for everyone. One, y'all know I am not big on creating content as one-on-one service providers, but Betsy has really changed my mind with the capsule podcast, which is why I invited her to be on here because I just see this being such an asset that you create once and it serves you over and over again. So we'll make sure to link up all your information, Betsy, so everyone can get in touch because I really think this could be a valuable asset to service providers, course creators. We're going to be figuring out how we can incorporate this into our business. And so I'm really excited about this, but I do want to chat really quick about beta to Vicky. And so you came in and you didn't have a service-based business. You didn't have a course. So what was kind of like the deciding factor for you for joining us inside beta to Vicky? I did not have a service provider or a course background. And I but I had been doing this podcast and I knew I wanted to transition out of 
this sort of foundation nonprofit governance that I was doing and work on something that was mine and something that could grow and scale. And I mean, I've said this to you before, but there are a lot of people out there with very big promises that don't deliver, or it makes you, there's something about it that's giving you like a red flag or it just feels a little off. And so I was very happy. A friend of mine had recommended the Serve Skills Store podcast, which is telling you podcasts, they're a great way to nurture people. Uh, and so, and for brand awareness. So I was listening to that. And then I had actually, this is funny. At one point I thought, well, maybe I should be in Facebook ads manager. And so I went through that training and thought, God, I already know how to podcast. I really probably shouldn't learn this additional skill. I should stick with what I have and see how I can turn that into something. And that was on the back of my mind. And then you launched, came up with and launched Beta to Biggie. And I was like, oh, that's my thing. Like I trust Brandy. There wasn't really a good offering match until Beta to Biggie came up. And that really uh, was what I was looking to do from someone who I trusted to teach me. So that was the, that was it. I love this because one, you're showing that podcast builds trust even before you take anyone's course, even before you pay them. Like you built that trust with me before that even happened in an area that like you weren't even working in. And so there's a lot of power in podcasting, whether it's ongoing or a capsule. It does build a sense of no like and trust because it's kind of intimate. It's the only content that people consume to the end. Like each time that they listen. I mean, geez, I feel like I'm Joe Rogan's best friend. I've been binging his podcast and they're three (laughs) hours long, you know, like Joe and I are like BFFs lately. And so it is a very intimate experience. And so I love that. And so what has been your experience so far inside Beta to Biggie? Well, it's been really great. So I will say when I started, the first thing you do is get on a clarity call And I had this like crazy, wacky, like maybe I should do this. And it was overly structured over. I can't even remember what my original idea was and how to like train other people. And I don't know, it was this whole crazy thing. And Brandy, you were like, let's, (laughs) (laughs) this should be funny. (laughs) Take take this down a notch. (laughs) (laughs) Make it super easy for people. And then I think the first name actually was podcast that produce, which was, which didn't end up sticking. So then I did the beta and then worked it out to be capsule podcasts, which was great. And it really got me out of my head and into the work, which is a really, for me, was a harder transition than I thought, because I think if you're someone who listens to a lot of podcasts and sees and reads a lot about just consumes a lot of content about doing this, like making a course or, you know, having these sort of online business, scalable business dreams, it can be really easy to get stuck in that overthinking, over planning. And it was good for me to get into a group of people and, and with a curriculum and say like, now is the time to stop all the thinking and planning and let's start doing some of this stuff. Yeah. Those clarity calls are always really interesting. And sometimes I'm like, should I be saying this? But like (laughs) it is, we get in our head and we want to like do all these things. And really like we have to focus on one 
and just narrow it down because when we're like all over the place then our audience has no idea where we're taking them. So I love that. But I think another important thing you said is like, you just started taking action. Like that's the big thing is like, you started with one thing. And so many people think like what they start with is like what they have to end with. And it's very rarely, and you've seen it in beta to biggie. What people start with is very rarely what they continue to promote. So your name changed, the ideas changed, the structure changed. Some people go from course to membership, membership to course, like, but they don't know any of that until they start taking action. And that's exactly what you've been doing is taking action, which has been really fun to watch. So tell me, what is your favorite part about Beta to Piggy? It's probably the weekly calls, to be honest, because I, so I love the Facebook group because there's always people in there and everyone's at a different stage. So we have a a board in our basement with like Wallace sports rules for our kids, like a little motivational thing that my husband put on the dry erase board. And I always laugh because one of the things on there is, is listen to your coach, even when she's not talking to you for my kids. I'm like, that's so applicable in so many areas of life. And I always think about that in this program too, because there's so many opportunities to listen to the coaching, even when they're not talking to you. And I think that all of that makes for a great experience, but also makes for a better business that you're able to build faster. And so there's a lot of opportunities to do that through the Facebook group. And then also through these weekly calls where people are going going through all of the nitty gritty of what's working and not working and working through problems and all of that stuff that's just hard to get anywhere else and hard to, you can't by yourself necessarily sort these things out because you don't know your own blind spots and you don't you know you're, it's hard to get out of that and making a commitment to saying like, I'm going to get on those weekly calls I'm going to try to be active and transparent in the Facebook group has all really helped, I think, accelerate this business and has made me feel a lot better. Yeah. And I think I I always show up to my um, mastermind that I'm in, I'm into, I always show up to the hot seats, the Q and A's, even if I don't have questions, because what usually happens is I get one idea from someone else. And then I can, like, I wasn't even thinking about that and it can completely change. Or there's been times where I'm like, oh, dang, that just happened to them. Now I'm prepared for when it happens to me, like you just prepare. But I also think one thing you're really great at, Betsy, is asking questions. And I love that quote that says, the quality of the questions you ask determines the quality of your life. And you are not afraid to ask questions, even if like, you're like, I don't want to ask this. You still ask it. And that really changes like your business. And one example is you asked really good questions on our last call about your webinar. And because you asked that question, I was able to ask you two questions. We were able to figure out very quickly the one spot and it went from zero conversions to 50% conversion on your webinar with one small tweak, but that would have never happened if you wouldn't have asked questions. Yeah, that was interesting because I, that the call was right after my webinar and I was feeling a little, you always feel a little down if things are not working the way you do. And it's hard to say sometimes, not necessarily in this group, because now I feel like there is a lot of trust there, which is great, but it is also, I mean, it is hard to say this didn't work. This webinar didn't convert. I, I don't really know what's wrong. I felt like I tried my best. I felt like I tried to put all this together this is my third time, but I still need some help. You know, like I still need to figure this out. And it was funny because what 
yeah, it was so obvious to everyone else but me. And it can be frustrating when you're like, how do I still have these blind spots? Like, how is this still happening? But if you don't say it out loud and work through that with other people, the, the feedback was great. Everyone was so amazingly like supportive. You were able to really pinpoint pretty quickly what was off. And the next day I felt really great on that webinar and, and then it converted and it worked. And now I feel really great and I'm not kind of sitting alone in my office thinking, why am I so bad at this? Right. Yeah. Because and I, I would not have been able to figure that out. Yeah. I think that's one of the benefits. So many people try to DIY it and you 100% can figure out how to DIY a webinar funnel on your own. Like you can, you can, I have a TikTok coming out since I'm on the tick or not TikTok reels. See, I'm so old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a reels coming out about stop funnel hacking because yes, you can go through the steps. You can totally copy my sales page, my landing page, all this stuff. But like, it doesn't matter if there's one piece that's not working and you're trying to do this alone, you're missing like that one thing that can totally change everything. Like if you would have been doing this yourself, like that would have been frustrating to continue to do like webinars and just not knowing like I'm doing everything they say, like I'm doing it, like what? And it was just one small tweak that changed everything. And so when you're part of a group, when you have that community where you can show up, ask questions, it's a game changer. It's different than just trying to funnel hack your way to success. Yeah. I now get Facebook ad targeted for all this stuff all the time. You know, I don't know. It must be what I'm clicking on, but I get a lot of ads that are like, build your course in 72 hours to five figures. And I'm like, that is such a load of crap. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe I, at one point, I don't know if I ever thought that was true, but I think before going through this experience, this is really some pretty nuanced work in here. And if you're doing it correctly and in a way that does scale in a way that will get you from like zero to one, it's doable but it's not 72 hours doable. Like you could put the pieces together, but what I am also learning is that I'm very happy that I spent the couple of months that I did really refining that course and the framework and the premise and the promise and all of that kind of stuff, because we took the time to build all that out, get all the feedback and review. Now that I'm wanting to scale it, I'm really confident that that's high quality like a high quality course that's been refined, that's been, has eyes look, you know, everything's really, really solid. My webinar has been like through the ringer and is really, you know, like I feel really confident in all these different assets in a way that if you put it together in 72 hours, like you just, you can't get to that level of quality. There's just no way. Yeah, absolutely. And people will realize that and that marketing only gets you so far. So yeah. Yeah. Justin and Sarah are friends of mine and they have a program that teaches many workshops. And I love that. They always say in the land of big promises, we have really small promises. (laughs) And I love that so much because they teach people how to create a mini workshop. That's their only promise, but they always say in a land of big promises. And that's exactly the land we live in is big promises. And I've always been big on telling people from the get-go in beta to biggie, I one, don't drop all your services because you're going to want that cash flow. And two, like, I'm not promising 100K in 90 days. Like, maybe someone will get there, but like, 
I just don't know how realistic that is for most of us. And so Betsy, I so appreciate just your transparency. I appreciate you talking to capsule podcast. I have like 20 ideas over here. And now I'm like, dang, the Disney with the toddler would be so fun. <laughs> Look, I didn't just do Disney. I took it down an edge to toddlers. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I am just so excited for everything that's in store with you. I've told you multiple times. I feel like this is a million dollar idea. It's a million dollar business. And I cannot wait to see you make all your success on your own terms and happen. And I'm just so privileged to be able to be part of it. And so where can my audience just connect with you and get to know you a little bit better? So capsulepodcast.com. That's the website. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. So that's where to find me. Everything's Capsule Podcast. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all, how freaking good was Betsy? Oh my gosh. I am just like over here writing down million ways to create a capsule podcast. And we talked about some of my ideas on here. Betsy gave some amazing case studies. I had some ideas on how you could, as a one-on-one service provider, use this for your clients or not your clients, but to attract more clients. Heck, you could use this for your clients. And I'm just so excited to see Betsy's business like take off. I know capsule podcasts are a million dollar idea. And I want to know how you plan on using one in your business if it's right for you. Also, let me know about the Disney podcast. I just nerd out over Disney so much. And if you want to meet people like Betsy, you're ready to create a second revenue stream course membership or group coaching program, and you want support on how to create this holistic business with multiple income streams, then head over to beta to T-O, biggie. So B-E-T-A-T-O-B-I-G-G-I-E dot com beta to biggie and check out our application and apply for a call with me where we will go over your growth game plan to see if it makes sense for you to add a second revenue stream and how we can support you in our program. And y'all until next time, go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.